Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for GWBC Radio's Open for Business. Now, here's your host. Lee Cantor here, another episode of GWBC Open for Business, and this is going to be a good one. Today we have with us Dr. Erica Gamble, the week doctor. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Well, before we get too far into things, tell us about the Wig Doctor. How are you serving folks? So the Wig Doctor is a wig boutique and a hair loss center located in Marietta, Georgia. And basically our goal and our mission is to help people to look good and to feel better, um, especially those who are going through um, any type of hair loss, whether it's a chemotherapy or I'm sorry, a cancer diagnosis, they're going through chemotherapy, aging medication, alopecia, or any other autoimmune diseases that may cause hair loss. So uh, your business is geared to uh, people going through that kind of a traumatic uh, experience rather than maybe just people who want to have a variety of wigs just for fashion? So it's twofold. Um, I do service people as well who are looking for, you know, perhaps a new look or, you know, some People have just been wearing wigs for years. Um, there's also people who um, obviously use wigs for costume um, and dramatics. So, yes, I do service those people as well. However, I will say probably about 85 to 90 percent of my clients are medical needs um, in terms of the wigs. Now, how'd you get into this line of work? Honestly, uh, I moved from Cleveland, Ohio in 2006 to Atlanta, Georgia. And um, at that time, I was wearing wigs, um, but I also didn't have a hairstylist. And so um, it was very hard for me to find someone um, that I was happy with that I wanted to, um, you know, become my hairstylist. And so I thought, you know what, I will just continue to wear wigs until I find somebody um, and so I, uh, essentially had an overflow of wigs in my home. And so I would get, um, a lot of compliments. People would ask, Hey, where'd you get your wig? Your wig, look, your hair looks nice. I love the color. And I would explain to them that it was a wig. And so I came up with an idea. I said, you know, maybe I'll open up a small boutique to service people. People are interested. And so honestly, I just jumped right in and that's how I got started. So you started out just because you had collected wigs over the years and you uh, felt like maybe there's other people out there that might uh, want some of these wigs as well? Absolutely. Absolutely. And then necessarily didn't know where to go or, you know, maybe they didn't have the, you know, knowledge or, you know, insight on, you know, hey, where do I go buy that? How do I pick the color? What's right for me? So I figured, hey, here's a teachable moment and, I turned it into a business. Now, how did you kind of learn about the business side of it? I mean, buying wigs for yourself as a kind of a retail customer, but now if you're selling it to other people, now you either have to manufacture your own wigs or partner with other people that do that. And how'd you kind of learn the the business side and the industry side of things? So um, what I did was actually there was another wig boutique in my area Um and I decided one day to take a ride there. This wig boutique had been in business since 1969. So there was a lady there, the owner of the boutique. And honestly, I went in there looking to see 
you know, what does she sell? How does this work? Um, I talked to her about it. I wasn't sure how candid she would be with me about giving me the information. But what she did was she shared some of the vendors that she uses to actually make and manufacture her wigs and sell. And so I started making phone calls to these manufacturers to develop relationships. Um, it did take some time because obviously the manufacturers and the vendors wanted to make sure that A, I was a legitimate person, um, but B, they don't necessarily let everybody in. And so I had to, you know, sort of introduce myself, uh, let them know what my goals were and what it is that I was looking for. So I would say it took about a year to a year and a half to build those relationships, but now we're six years in. So it worked out pretty good. So now how does, um, are, are people who, who, um, sell and, and buy weaves, are those people customers or potential customers, or is that a different type of client altogether? That is a different type of client altogether. Um, because I don't sell hair weave, uh, or extensions. Um, and you know, so hair weaving, really, you have to have a hairstylist to kind of, you know, take care of that aspect of it. So that's not something that I specialize in. Um, I did, and I do have access to hair extension. However, keep in mind, many of the clients that come to me are either completely bald or will be bald. So hair extensions and hair weaves are not options for them. But do you, do you have any kind of partnerships with people in that business? Because their customers might eventually become your customers. <laughs> yes, I do. Um, I do have relationships with some of the um, extension vendors and manufacturers. So I do have access. I do have relationships. So if a need um, existed or someone came to me and that's something that they were interested in, I still would be able to service them. Absolutely. Now, are you seeing this, um, uh, people losing their hair as a growing problem? Is there more of that happening nowadays? Yes, um, there is. Uh, there has been a tremendous amount of hair loss, I would say, um, since the beginning of 2020, which um, obviously um, the pandemic happened. And a lot of that created uh, shock, tension, um, obviously, with people losing jobs, um, people staying home with their children, people not knowing, um, you know, maybe perhaps what direction their lives would go in. And so that's called shock hair loss. And there has been studies and research that shows that shock hair loss has been linked to the coronavirus uh, pandemic, also known as just mere stress. So, yes, Absolutely. So now, um, what is it like for your clients? Is this something, um, if they've never had a wig before, this is something they're nervous about? Like, what is kind of their emotional state when they first meet you? Is this, are they eager or is this something that they're kind of like um, begrudgingly doing? Uh, I would say a combination of both. Obviously, when you've been diagnosed with, um, you know, some sort of cancer, and the doctor tells you that you're going to lose your hair, you know, that becomes um, a thing. You know, you've never been without your hair. You've never, you know, most of the clients that I see that are diagnosed have never in their life put a wig on their head. So it's foreign. Um, they are very concerned. It is very emotional. 
Um, most oftentimes when they, after they make their appointment and they come into my boutique, lots of tears, lots of, uh, just emotional factors and a lot of not understanding. So it is definitely not a happy, you know, time to change a look for a lot of the people that I serve because it is, you know, um, attached to something else. Many of them are open to it because uh, by the time they come to me, they've been diagnosed and typically they start losing hair three to four weeks. So that may have been a little bit of time for them to actually process, you know, that this is actually going to happen. So by the time they get to me, they're already of the understanding that this is inevitable. I am going to lose my hair. And so here we are. Um, but a lot of times it's they they don't necessarily buy right away. They want to bring family members. And sometimes they put the process off until they actually see the first, you know, maybe few clumps of hair in their sink. So it's not a, a very easy process for many. Now, are your wigs for men and women? Yes, I do service men, women, and children. Um, and because men, women, obviously men and children go through the same types of things that, you know, women do. So it's not gender specific at all. I service about right now, I'm at about 10% males. Um, and males are a lot different to service because oftentimes if a man is told he's going to lose his hair, men deal with that differently um, than obviously women. So I do have some men who do want to wear a wig because they are professionals. They don't want to, um, you know, continue if they're continuing to work. They don't want to, you know, show up without hair. And so there's different circumstances. I also service um, an older clientele of men who, um, you know, they used to call them toupees back in the day. You know, they were used to wearing hair pieces. And those things have evolved so much that now they come because they want to look better and they want a better quality of, of hair in a hair piece. Now, walk me through what happens. Like, say I come in and I want a wig. What does the process look like? Is this something that takes a lot of time? And once I decide, does it take a long time to get it? Like, do you, is it custom fit to my head? And how does it adhere to my head? So you make your appointment. Um, typically, when I make appointments, I, I, I make the appointment for about an hour to an hour and a half, especially if this is a first time wig wearer. So those are um, questions that I like to ask before you come in. So I'll kind of gauge how much time we may need to spend. Um, I have a showroom. And so in my showroom, I have lots of wigs, lots of different wig styles, lots of colors, um, different manufacturers, um, and then also colors. So the process really starts with a person coming in, they sit down and we talk, you know, most oftentimes I already know why you're coming, but just to break the ice, you know, tell me a little bit about you, your lifestyle. Are you going to be wearing this wig or hair piece every day? Are you working? Are you just wearing it to doctor's appointments? You know, all of that matters. So just really taking a pulse on their lifestyle. From there, we start looking at styles. What style of hair do you, you know, how do you wear your hair? How, what type of style? Then we start looking at wig styles that kind of match your lifestyle. Once we do that, then we can narrow it down. Then we get to colors. Colors are the most trickiest aspect to a wig. 
because there are some people who are very, very specific and particular about the color of wig that they have, especially if they're blondes or redheads, because those are the hardest to match. Um, if the wig is not in stock, the wig can be ordered if it's available. Depending on where the wig is coming from, it can take anywhere from three days to seven, depending on um, if it's in stock. Once the wig comes in, we fit it, make sure that everything is right. We, we inspect the wig and then the client can take the wig home or they can leave out that day with the, with the hairpiece. And then how does it um, attach to your head? Um, wigs are glueless, so you can just place a wig onto your head and it fits according to your size. If you're, so there's three sizes. So there's petite, average, and large, depending on where you, where you fall. If you're any of those stock or semi-custom wigs come in those uh, sizes. So it would just fit. You just actually put it on. There's a small tightening mechanism in the back of the wig and you can adjust it to fit. Um, you don't have to use glue or adhesive. Um, but some people choose to because it gives them a little bit more comfort and security. I would say probably 85% of my clients do not use glue, adhesive, or tape. One of the reasons is because of the damage. My men clients almost have to because obviously men have, you know, it's just different, you know, for men. And so most of my men will use tape or adhesive to um, keep the wig on. And then once it's on that you can do like you can run, you can move around and it feel pretty confident it's going to be secure. Yep. You can swim, you can exercise, you can do your normal activities. Um, obviously, of course, with anything, sweat um, and all of that does come into play. You have to gauge that. If you're the type of person that sweats and you know that, um, then you have to take a little bit more care and concern, knowing that maybe you have to add a little bit more extra adhesive or make sure that when it loosens up, you're prepared for that. You have what you need at home so that you can um, you can re-glue or reassess, you know, where the tape needs to go. But outside of that, yeah, it's business as usual. This must be very rewarding work because of the impact you're having on these folks' self-esteem and confidence. Yes, it makes me feel good when a client comes in after, you know, realizing that, A, you know, this is not an option. Um, B, this is something that, you know, I have to have. And then C, once it's embraced, um, once they get it on, they look at themselves, you know, it is what it is. And yeah, it is rewarding because they can get back to some sense of normalcy, although it's a wig and it's something foreign that's on your head. Eventually you'll get used to it just like a pair of pants or new shoes. You break it in and, and you move forward. But yes, I, my goal is to make sure that they're comfortable, they're educated and that they actually understand what's happening once they leave my, my boutique. Well, um, what compelled you to get involved with the GWBC? Why was it important for you uh, to uh, join them? Um, it, it was important to me um, because I always feel like in business that we should be connected. Um, and once I was introduced to uh, the organization, I started to connect with other women who were also a part of the organization they shared with me a lot of things that have helped them, a lot of resources that were provided to them and how beneficial it was. And so for me, that was a no brainer um, as a business owner 
um, the importance of connection in the community. And so since I've joined and um, become a member and, 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 and I'm involved, there are tons of resources and opportunities that um, are helpful for me in my business and also ways for me to share with other women um, and, you know, invite them to perhaps, you know, join in and see what, what great benefits um, that they can have for themselves and for their business as well. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story today. You're doing important work and we appreciate you. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. And I hope that if there's someone out there who has a need that they can connect with me and if not connect with someone in this field who is about education and about supporting those who have hair loss needs, because this is really um, a struggle and a battle for many. So thank you for having me. Now, if somebody wanted to get a hold of you, do you have a website? I do. They can go to www.wigdoctor.com, and that's www.wigdoctor.com. And then you have a, a retail establishment as well, right, in Marietta? Yes, I'm located in East Cobb, yes, and I'm on Laura Roswell in the Park Air Shopping Center um, um, in East Cobb, yes, in Marietta. So they can also make an appointment and visit me there as well. Well, thank you again for sharing your story today. Thank you so much for having me. All right. This is Lee Cantor. We will see you all next time on GWBC Radio.